This is episode number 137, The Importance of Hello, with Teresa Quinlan. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Outs Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few brief announcements. First one being regarding our upcoming weekly calls, which happen every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time, called Courageous Conversations. These are conversations that take place for approximately one hour, during which we share on a topic that matters most to our lives and create a space for other people to be seen, to be heard, and to be valued. If you would like to know more details about how to join any of these upcoming calls, please contact us through our website, in which we'll respond to with all the details regarding that particular event and how you can join them as well. The second announcement that I would like to make is regarding our upcoming event. It's a virtual event that we'll be hosting in July called Survive to Thrive. This is a two-day experience which will be hosted on Saturday and Sunday where you'll hear stories from different speakers from all over the world and be a part of breakthrough sessions that are intended to help you share your own story. For more information, please go to overcomingodds.com dot today forward slash events. Now let's get back to our guest. Today's guest is someone that I met half a year ago, something like that. Uh, Her name is Teresa Quinlan and I met her through initially, I think it was human's first call. And then I think you and I connected since, and we began to have more and more conversations. Um, One of the things that I value about who you are is the depth of the conversations and the topics that we choose to go into. I mean, I can't name you a single time where we had an quote-unquote intro call, which could have been the podcast episode itself had we hit record because there was so much profound wisdom and insights and knowledge and curiosity that was shared. I mean, I'll never forget the conversation that the three of us had with Reese. And then we're just like, why didn't we just hit record now? (laughs) That was perfect, yeah. Um, But I really wanted to, I wanted to have you in this particular space to talk about a word that matters most to you, or one of those words. And I remember when I first asked you the question on LinkedIn, you had mentioned the word hello. And as the story that I was sharing with you, I wasn't really sure if that initially meant, you know, as far as like, hello, before I position the ask or, or if hello is the word, but then kind of I read between the lines and went from one to another and we got to this mutual point of understanding where it could have been the word um, for it. And, and I, find, I find so much value within that because, you know, it's the first word that starts any form of communication and the energy and the presence and everything gets established from that particular setting. I mean, I even think about it in my case, before I have any sort of interaction, it's usually hello. My name is hello. 
I do this. Hello, I am this. So it always starts with that. So I want to be able to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about why is that word important to you? It's so funny when you asked me the question too, because I thought how many times a day do I say the word hello and in how many different versions do I actually use that word and whether I say it or I text it to someone, mm. it is the introduction. It is the acknowledgement for, for me, it's an important word because it's the acknowledgement that I see you. Mm. And so I'm acknowledging that through, you know, five letters stuck together for me it always comes with eye contact and when it doesn't it comes in a much more sort of boisterous singing mm -hmm. so when my husband comes home from work i don't generally walk to the front door to meet him because it's usually i'm preparing dinner at that time or i'm washing dishes or something like that so i'm i'm in the kitchen my hands are a little bit busy and um, I don't walk to the door. So instead I say, hello, <laughs> as if I was standing in front of him. And I want to convey everything that I feel about him in this one word and that I haven't seen you all day. And I want you to know that I know you're here and I'm glad you're home. It's the same when my, when my son comes home or when he gets up in the morning, I'm just like, hello, like I'm so happy to see you and to be with you. And that's why it's important. Wow. I never even thought about the different variations that, <laughs> that we use with different words, but you're, you are right. Every single one of them conveys a different meaning. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I went to the coffee shop and, you know, the barista makes eye contact with you and says, hi, how can I help you? And generally they will initiate first, but you know, if they don't, we don't go up and say, I'll have a, although, mm -hmm. Maybe some people do. I'll have a, I would just encourage, maybe we start with, hello, how are you? It's nice to see you. Thank you for being behind the counter. Thank you for being open. What would I do without you guys? Mm -hmm. like this, for me, sometimes I think this word just comes as, and indicates a sense of gratitude. Mm. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's too much behind, you know, five letters, but <laughs> <laughs> isn't it just a salutation? That's what we learned in English class. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the conversation that you and I were having prior to hitting the record button, one of those things was, I was conveying to you the, the realization that I had when it comes to overcoming odds and everything about it. And, and one of those elements is creating a space for people to be seen. Mm -hmm. And I think hello, just like you mentioned, as far as creating that space for people to be seen does that. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we do forget that. I, I forget that. Speaking from my side, I forget to say that word. And <clears throat> I think part of that is because I just take it for granted. Mm. I think that just being there in the presence of another individual, it is somehow acknowledged that we have said hello to each other. Sure. And so it only makes sense from there to be respectful of their time to proceed to the next step of that conversation. Sure. Yeah, I do that with my, there are some people where we sort of text or begin conversations like we're in the middle of it, even if it's a phone call and mm -hmm. the other person answers. If, if I call my sister up, she knows it's me that's calling because, you know, we see who's calling the individual. And sometimes, sometimes she'll just 
there's no hello. There's, there isn't that need for the pleasantry of, of the word or the formality of the word. And it might just, it might be answered with, you won't believe what just happened to me or, oh my God, I'm, I'm so glad that you called. And because I was thinking about you today and we just sort of bypass that because we're already in it anyways. Mm-hmm. And you can have that kind of depth of a relationship and understanding of when that happens that it's, it's not because they don't see you. In fact, they may just see you all the time. Even when you're not present, they, they feel you. They feel you there. They know that you're there that's kind of wrapped up in mm, the unspoken words of the relationship. And mm-hmm. then to your point, when we're just walking around grocery shopping at the mall, Canadian tire, wherever we happen. <laughs> we, how many people do we, do we come upon in a day that are complete strangers and we like brush shoulders mm-hmm. and to think that something as simple as saying hi or hello, um, can make somebody's day mm-hmm. not saying hi or hello can can break somebody's day and what would we rather do what kind of presence do we want to bring into the universe into our space into our community it would just seem like taking the two seconds to say hi hello would, would create so much more of a a better place for us to operate in yeah Mm-hmm. And it's the simple things in life that make a difference. Mm-hmm. Really simple. Tiny, noticeable things. That came up on a human's first meeting a couple of weeks ago. Some, a TNT, tiny, noticeable things. Those are the things sometimes that fill our dinner table conversations. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's interesting how words like that have such a big impact. I, I mean, even thinking through it now and relating it back to my past when I didn't know how to speak English. Mm. 12-year-old kid coming here, I don't know any English or the words that I knew certainly were not enough to carry me within a conversation, especially a conversation like this. Right. Where there's depth and there's, there's, question, there's a question within a question and a story within a story. Mm-hmm. And then I just begin to notice the importance to be grateful, not only for what you know, but also for what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities to create spaces with other people where you can acknowledge the simplicity of life and the things that you know we sometimes do take for granted and we go from one day to another in trying to figure out why X, Y, and Z doesn't work the way we want it to work. And most times it's the simplest thing. Mm. You know, it's a conversation that in my opinion, sometimes it's been, I remember I would walk through um, different paths of life and and wonder, why is this person not calling me back? Or what did I do here? And then it's like, oh, it's probably because I'm holding something as far as a story or wanting to say like, Hey, I'm sorry for this, or this is how I felt in seventh grade when you said this. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think language matters. And I think the more we can put ourselves in opportunities where we can learn different aspects of language and different variations of the words that are available to us. That's when our perspective changes. 
that's when our world shifts. Yeah, the nuances of and power of words is really quite widespread. You even think about if I say the word hello and I don't make eye contact and my body language is dismissive in its nature, hello has a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it isn't the word you're hearing, it's the nonverbal cues that you're picking up on, and that tells the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, words are just words. We give every ounce of ourselves into the meaning of those words, including how we inflect on the word and the body language and the facial expression and the tone that comes with it. And it's so easy to take that kind of stuff for granted when perhaps we are inundated with so much coming at us all day long, Mm -hmm. right? So that inundation and sense of overwhelm and high levels of stress it's easy for us to forget the power of our words and our nonverbal communication of those words. Mm-hmm. You're so right as far as the story that we create around each one. I, I'm sure I'm, I've shared this with you, the book that I've been reading called the, the Art of Possibility. And there's a chapter, I think it's the first chapter of the book, <laughs> and it talks about how everything's invented. The different stories that we create in our head the different stories that we end up living, it's all invented. And most importantly, it's all invented by us. Right. And so when I, when I think about these words and interactions and, and everything that we get to experience, because it's all invented, we have the ability to reinvent that. So when you mentioned the word hello and how people approach it, as far as if I don't make eye contact with you or if I use a different tone of body language, or if I don't say it at all, it changes the meaning. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, the person that's receiving it, they have a choice in what that meaning becomes for them. Mm-hmm. And so even though you may not have meant it for it to come out in X, Y, and Z way, they don't know that. And that's why I think it's important. And that's why I was initially laughing at the conversation that you and I had on LinkedIn, because sometimes what I've learned from my experience is that, you know, you, you kind of get both sides of the coin when it comes to connections. You have people that will reach out to you and that genuinely want to connect. And that is learn about like who you are at your core, who you are beyond the LinkedIn summary or whatever other form that you have available. And then you have others who will connect with you for the whole purpose of achieving the ultimate goal. And that is a sale or whatever it is. And what I've learned is that there's no right or wrong in either case, you know, because we learn at our own pace and we're all at different phases of that growth. And I've been in both phases without a doubt. And I've learned language within one that helped me translate into the other one and say like, okay, I see myself in both, but I don't really resonate with this one more. I want to know more about the person and the, and the value and, and what they stand for. And what I'm getting to is when you initially said that, it, it put a smile on my face because it made me think that it's like, that's important. You know, how you approach people, it changes, I mean, literally everything. It could change the trajectory of the whole conversation. And more importantly, it can change the traje- trajectory of what's possible beyond that. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And the tricky part is when someone's a stranger, you have no idea what their need is. Yeah. You have no idea if their need is to have a hello first, an acknowledgement of I see you, and then an introduction of how are you and who are you and why mm -hmm. are you, whatever other questions you want to ask following that. Or if someone on LinkedIn gets that message of, hey, here's my new program, check it out. They might look at it and go, this is awesome. It's what I was waiting for. And they didn't need a hello as an, as an introduction for it. We don't know what other people need. Mm -hmm. or how they will interpret. It's tricky. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And the other Hello. thing is like- Oh, did I put a question mark on <laughs> And you don't know what other people know, and you don't know what other people are willing to do with that information. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part, I think, to understand for me in connecting with people, regardless of what the background or circumstances may be, is how do you continue to create that space where people are seen, where they're valued for who they are, where there's a possibility for a conversation beyond the initial conversation. But I think everything always starts with, with from within, in my opinion. And, and it starts from kind of creating that space of how you want to be treated right? And how you want to be approached. Um, well, I believe um, quite deeply that you definitely teach people how to treat you. It's probably one of the things we as individuals need to get right to be able to build the tribe and community is we have to know how we want to be treated and we have to stand up for that and we have to ask for it when we need it because people can't read our minds we sh we really should not be expecting people to be able to read our minds but that inner work of figuring out what is it that i need from others so that i feel acknowledged and fulfilled and why do i need those kinds of things this is that kind of internal work we do to be able to arrive in the world and say yep i'm here and because i've done all of that now i can hold space for other people to walk their journey walk their path be curious i we live a little less in that space of armoring up and self-protecting mm -hmm. For those that are not familiar with your story, and you and I were fortunate enough to have a conversation like this on the other podcast, and we're able to kind of dig deep within that. But when did that make sense for you as far as, and more particularly, when did it make sense for you to be more intentional with the choices and how you approach other people? And maybe there's not a specific moment. I mean, that's hard. I, uh, so before I even ask that, I'll, I'll say this, that's very difficult to define. You know, unless you wrote it down in your journal, like this is the date and this is what happened. It's, and I get, I ask that question all the time. It's like, when did that happen to you? And then say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I can tell you how it felt. And I can tell you the, the phases that I remember as far as the beginning, but the origin of it is very hard. But mm -hmm. do you remember the kind of those early memories as far as just being intentional with the words that you choose to not only use with yourself, but with other people? 
in defining, like in knowing who I am. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I do remember like some pivotal moments were specifically around this container of being a girl and what that meant. And so when a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a teacher would convey a girl message to me, like being female means you should be wearing a dress. You cannot play those kinds of sports. This is how your hair should be, like all of those kinds of things. Those those are repeatable sort of moments that uh, I recall asking myself the question, well, that doesn't feel right. Why doesn't that feel right? Because is that me? No, that's definitely not me. So it came with a feeling first and then sort of a line of questioning. I think the feeling was resistance, like Mm -hmm. I don't think so kind of resistance. And then it came with that exploration of why does that bother me so much? Because they're trying to make me somebody I'm not. Mm. And I remember having that, not conversations, because when I was a kid, I wasn't conversing like mom, dad, teacher, aunt, uncle, we should speak about one. <laughs> no, I would just, you know, I'd say something like, screw you, I'm not wearing a dress like you, something like that, right? <laughs> I would totally act like, and disobedient <laughs> kid, kid as like, most of us are <laughs> nope i don't want to do that nope that's not going to happen here i refuse to storm off whatever <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff so i remember doing it and then as i got older i just got a heck of a lot better in communicating in being much more assertive and not aggressive or passive aggressive and and being able to understand it myself so then i had the language to articulate it to someone else Mm. i love that i love that for a lot of reasons and and here's the biggest one of all is the language to articulate it to someone else right Mm -hmm. the conversation that you and i started i told you about this day and the significance of it and the language that I had to use to articulate it to myself first and the time that it takes and then articulating that to another individual and saying, here's how I understand it. And not I mean necessarily to ask permission for, is this right? Is this how you understand it? And is this the ultimate truth? But more so, you know, creating a dialogue where perspectives can be shared and the language that you have around it can only be enhanced and and put into a space of possibility and understanding that, oh, there might be a different way to say it, or this is how she understands it, and this is how another person understands it. So how do you combine kind of the different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. There was um, There was a video that I watched. It was will smith being interviewed this was way back in the day 10 or 15 years ago and the reason why i'm choosing to share this is in regard to the the language and the importance of it and one of the questions he was being asked if i remember correctly was um who is he you know he's done all these films and everything and so who is will smith and he answered it in a way that was really thought provoking and it literally made me pause the video and just sit there and think. He said, 
outside of all of the things that you can associate Will Smith with, I'm an idea. And I just thought to myself, like, that's really profound because it's kind of, I mean, in my opinion, that's how I view myself as, as well. An idea, um, I see to someone else's garden, you know, an opportunity or a space for someone else to reflect, to relate, um, to understand, to see themselves through. And that's, that's why I asked you that question initially, as far as who are you or how do we choose to present ourselves? Because language does matter. Mm. And not only does it matter to the listeners and, and whoever else that's within the audience, it matters more to you. Because mm. that's, that's who you have to live with. Mm -hmm. That is an essence sometimes what keeps us up at night is recalling what we said, recalling mm -hmm. what we did when we said, what we said then we did. And, oh, I wish I didn't, or I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. if I changed it just a little bit. That would have gotten me the outcome that I really intended. And that's how we learn and grow, is by reflection, both on the things that went magnificently, pausing to take the time and reflect. Why did that work so well? Oh, that's why it works so well. Well, I'm going to try and repeat that then if that works so well. And then why did that not go well? And allowing ourselves permission to evolve, to grow our language, to grow our emotional states, to grow our behavior, to claw through all of the bullshit that's around us most of the time. Yeah. And be able to answer the question, who are you? Now, I mean, for me, even since the first time you asked me that question, and I, in my response, I had said, well, you know, first and foremost, I'm a human. And then I'm also all of these other things. And, you know, what's great about having a conversation with you and your Overcoming Odds podcast is then moving forward with that question as an opportunity to continue to explore. Mm -hmm. And then I got into reading The Untethered Soul and part of that exploration is, well, I'm me. And that's oftentimes not good enough for people because it's not labeled enough. Yeah. And I like it because it removes all the labels. And I think that is the essence of each mm. individual. You're label free. I'm just me. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess you're going to have to spend time with me to figure that out. Mm. Which is kind of funny because that's how we started the conversation prior mm. to hitting the record button is me describing to you what I've learned about this space where it's just people being people mm -hmm. outside of the labels. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that's enough. Mm hmm. Yeah. We have to know it to our core. It's enough. And we have to allow other people to know that's enough. That's all you need. All I need from you is just to be you. And then people <laughs> this is the human condition is that is very difficult for us as humans mm. for many of us as humans. What does that mean? I don't know who I am. I'm still exploring. Good. 
that's how you figure it out that's yeah. the journey mm-hmm. and you never hit the ultimatum you never hit I don't that final destination it. it's always going to evolve as yeah, long as you continue questioning evolve. yeah and i think we have great teachers that are on this planet that demonstrate how to continually do that the dalai lama and desmond tutu we've got some great teachers on this planet um which is kind of really great we always need that but i agree with you it's it is a journey it's an evolution and it's constant Mm -hmm. you know uh six years ago six or seven years ago I'll, i'll never forget this conversation i was sitting around dinner table with one of my very good friends and his parents. And I remember I posed this question. I said, is it possible to live a life where we don't label each other? What is it possible to live within this world where there are no labels? And what this conversation, I mean, literally six or seven years later reminds me is that to a degree it is, right? It's okay for you to just be you without having to justify it and break it down into specific categories that make up who you are in order for you to understand that you're still there. Like there's Mm -hmm. something within inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting. And I think that's the biggest reason why along with many other, many others that I always um, choose to connect with people like you is because of the perspective that you add to the conversation. And that is to continue and to build off of different subjects. But in my opinion, you build it from within. And that is you continue to ask questions that you genuinely want to know answers to. And I think that's really, I think that's a really fascinating part about who you are. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I, va- I value that from our connection because it, it, it brings in so much depth and it allows me to also grow and continue this concept of you to evolve. Because there's, there's like a threshold that you can only ask your, in my opinion, there's a threshold that you can only ask yourself questions. You know, you can ask, I've asked myself so many different questions and then I hit that threshold. It's like, I don't, I don't know the question beyond this question. You know, I don't know why this is the way it is. And what I found is that the only way to possibly find a question or an answer or an understanding or a level where you just accept it for what it is, is to just open that space up to other people and other people's perspective and their understanding and the lens through which they see this world through. So the things that you are constantly choosing to engage in may not be the things that I engage in, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make mine right and yours wrong or, or vice versa. It just mm-hmm. is. So that's, that's, that's what kind of came to mind as I was having this conversation with you and, and what I really choose to value about our particular connection and how, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you know, this question asking is kind of a big deal. This perspective taking, it's a really big deal. And to your 
description of reaching a threshold of question asking, I think that's that really tickles me uh, in in a way that makes me smile because I'm considering not when because I cannot remember when, and it may just actually be happening in this moment. But I feel like maybe it's been life has been taking me to this moment. It's like oh. One of the problems I've been experiencing is believing that there's an answer. Yeah. And perhaps getting rid of that. So this is why it's making me giddy is coming to this realization in this conversation, perhaps getting rid of the expectation that there's an answer is the evolution, is the whole point of being able to expand perspective it's because if you expand, if you continue, when you continue to expand your perspective, there is no answer. There's only mm -hmm. perspective. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and maybe that's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting because is that in that particular mindset, when we talk about creating a world where you can just be you without the labels and without wanting a different, without wanting to know and almost like grasp the things that make up who you are, mm -hmm. it's just perspectives. Mm -hmm. You don't need any of it. If the possibility of not having labels means we don't need an answer. Yeah. But to any of the questions. We can discuss them openly. It's not what I'm certainly what I'm not saying is that the questions aren't valid. Mm -hmm. Just saying through the lens at which everyone is looking, the answer will be different. And that's sort of the beautiful part of being. And then being with each other affords us the opportunity to get past those labels and just experience the me, which is mm -hmm. the which is seeing the world and experiencing the world through the lens of other people. Mm -hmm. And maybe the word hello is that introduction to not, I do see you. I want to see you mm. here, here, bring your perspective, bring all of your experiences. I'm open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really profound statement. I mean, I just think about my own life and, and try and relate to it in how it certainly is an entry point. Hi, hello. Any, not necessarily any sort of remark, any that comes with intention prior to whatever the ask may be. And the other thing that I find interesting in what you shared is creating that space of just being you, regardless of what the group or the label or whatever else that you associate yourself with. Because one of the things that we talked about prior to hitting the record button on this was the concept that it was my, it was my understanding of how, how I've been taught to um, build a business or what I've learned about business. It is that you go out there, you find a niche and the niche has to be a specific experience. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you follow that until you leave this planet mm-hmm. right and then I remember I told you, well, why can't the niche be you? And then you get to share all of the experiences and not limit yourself to a specific one. Now, you do need a starting point, I believe, and that is an experience. But beyond that, you can expand into the other fields. So simultaneously, I think you just helped me realize something really important about who I am and what I choose to do. And that is to create a space where people can just be people. People can understand other people. People can see other people. And ironically enough, it just all is coming together. And the reason why is I can actually vividly remember a comment. I don't remember her name. She's part of the Humans First group. She had left on one of the articles I wrote And it said something along the lines of people want to see others, value others, love others, and support others. And and I think at the the essence and the core of it, that's what it's about. That's what this space, that's what what you're doing. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And people can relate of all walks of life. Yeah. That's a a universal language. We don't have to say this group is only specific to X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. People relate to the message. People relate to the language. And because the language is so rich, as far as there's the written, there's the spoken, and there's the body language and, and energy and everything, people relate to that. Yeah. So I think it's really important in my opinion, to create those spaces where we can look beyond the label mm-hmm. and say, this is only for X, Y, and Z. Rather, this is a place or a space where X, Y, and Z happens. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be looking back on this conversation and however long and, and telling myself that this was a pivotal point for me. Nice. So final thought for this episode, and that is a moment of gratitude, something that I um, have implemented and tried to every single day. And that is who or what are you grateful for today? Today, it's really hard to pick one. (laughs) Today, I am grateful for, I'm going to say my son today. Mm -hmm. Picked him up from school and he offered a fellow student a ride home because the buses were canceled today. There was no preemptive like, hey, mom, can we give somebody a ride home? And nor was there like a pre-run up to the car and say, hey, can we give Christian a ride home today? They just walked to the car as if we're getting in, my mom will drive you home. Like it's not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful for that because it's a manner of living within the most generous assumption of humanity. Mm -hmm. And he operates in that space at 14. And I think that it's just, 
such an innocent brilliance reminder of how we operate from a young age and we can carry that through our entire life. We don't need to ever get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet a lot of that has to do with, with the impact that you have on him. I mean, it's considering that, you know, probably cons- all the snuggling, <laughs> hugging, kissing, yeah, probably all of that. <laughs> and, well, considering the, even the impact, like the impact that you have on me, the impact that you have on other people that I can see, you know, it's, it's something that, and this is just me speaking from the heart. It's something that you want to continue to pursue as, as far as like wanting to be the best that you can, the mm-hmm. best contribution that you can be. And I think there's, there's something to say about your energy and what you bring to a conversation, as I said, with the perspective and curiosity, ultimately that I'm sure it translates into his own experience and allows him to see life through that lens and that perspective that, hey, it's okay for me to ask questions or how I show up to my friends and the energy that I bring to them does matter. Yes. You know, this whole concept that we started this conversation with, hello, that's a big part. I mean, that's a huge part of a conversation. Mm. It doesn't always happen because like you said, in some conversations, the hello, it, it's said, but it's not said. Mm-hmm. But to a stranger, I think it's an important step to go with is the acknowledgement that, hey, I want to see you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is great. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. And how do people find you if they want to continue having this conversation with you? Generally, you can Google Ontario. Just kidding. (laughs) And the first thing that will come up is Teresa Quinlan. (laughs) (laughs) They're just Teresa. On LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to sort of find me, Teresa Quinlan. And from there, there's email addresses and YouTube pages and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on here. Appreciate you sharing your experience. And I just appreciate you for allowing me to also create a space to be seen, to be heard, to be valued, and and all the other words, supported, acknowledged, that um, really make a difference and that make a difference as far as helping me understand that I, <laughs> I'm also human and it's okay to be in a space where you may not understand certain things and relating that message to someone else who does similar work within similar spaces to help you gain a greater understanding of it. Well, you're doing beautiful work. It's so necessary. Keep it up. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our future episodes so you can receive all of our latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review so more people can get in touch with these inspiring stories. Once again, we thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next week.